Coming up on podcast 1594, Ford tells its dealers. Fixed online prices, no haggle, and bill charges. Stick around, I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, we're having a look at the Renault 5 EV, the MG Mulan in China. How much cheaper is it than the European version? And we go electric trucking with Teva and uh, Volvo. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. It's Thursday, 15th of September. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. We'll start with one of the big EV events of this year in the kind of political calendar. And that is President Joe Biden heading to the Detroit Auto Show yesterday. So we have a bunch of things that he said about electric vehicles, a bunch of things that the White House put out on a uh, press release to talk about uh, the US and how they're moving forward with electric vehicles. Since Biden took office, companies have announced investments of $36 billion in electric vehicle manufacturing and $48 billion batteries on US soil. For instance, they give a list of some of the big investments that have been made. Now, I've reported on this for you over the last few months, but when you write them all down in a little bullet point list, it's deeply, deeply impressive how quickly the US wants to catch up with Asia, uh, the China manufacturing prowess that they developed. And there's a long way to go, but when you look at Honda and L LG spending 4.4 billion at a location in the US. Ford announcing 3.7 billion to build assembly plants for EVs in Michigan, Ohio, Missouri. Six and a half thousand jobs there. Panasonic announcing a four billion dollar plant in Kansas and four thousand jobs there. Vinfast announcing a five billion investment and thirteen thousand jobs to build EVs and their batteries in North Carolina. Hyundai announcing five point five billion and they are building batteries and vehicles in Georgia. Department of Energy giving a two point five billion dollar loan in July to GM. Forgot about that, uh, but they did uh, for battery manufacturing in Ohio, Tennessee, Michigan, and Samsung. Investing $3.1 billion in Indiana, in Kokomo, to build batteries with Stellantis. Piedmont Lithium, announcing a $582 million investment to establish a lithium refining facility in South Tennessee. You think that we're done? There's more. ABB uh, announced a new charging manufacturing facility uh, in South Carolina, making 10,000 charges a year. GM. With Delta and EVgo wanting to build out an EV charging infrastructure network. Lincoln Electric, a big domestic manufacturer of certain electrical equipment, announcing DC fast chargers, their own line of them, going to be built in Ohio. That was announced on August 29th. And the DOT issuing a proposal uh, that requires federally funded EV chargers to be built in the United States starting from January. I didn't realize that. So if it's an EV charger as part of this massive federal investment, it must be made in the US and have 55% domestic content in a year's time, so January 2024. So you can import the parts and assemble it in the US, and you've got a year to do that. Otherwise, over half of it has to be made in America. And they're really going big with electric vehicles on that phrase, build America, buy America. The boots on the ground, the money being spent, the factories that are now being built, and some of them almost operational, really, really, really impressive. Now, like I say, uh, mineral refining particularly, like 95-odd percent for some of those essential components done in China. And so the US, I think, taking that that 1,000-feet view and zooming out a little bit and going, you know what, we don't want China to burp and say, no more electric cars for you, my friend. Um, puts lots of uh, pressure 
on a domestic supply chain if you want to access those funds, whether it's the, 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 the new version of the tax credit or whatever. But yeah, when you write a list down like that, the US is really catching up. And that is... That's really impressive. And so lots more to do, but it's good. Now, like I mentioned, Biden was in the Detroit Auto Show and the, the, the show is very EV focused, as you can imagine. Uh, he is a car guy, self-declared car guy over the years, and he was in a silver all-electric Cadillac SUV and an orange Corvette uh, driving them around the auto show and saying that they are stepping up uh, the uh, the midterm election agenda uh, to try and, now that they've done some interesting things, to try and then tell people about it and say, hey, look, we've got elections coming up. If you like it, then this is what we've done. If not, then don't vote for us. But uh, the president was introduced by local auto union worker Ryan Bukowski, who said the president was, and I quote, kicking ass for the working class, end quote. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so uh, huge amounts being invested and uh, long may that continue. Ford is next in the news headline story today. And I mentioned that I knew there was a thing happening. It was leaked to the media, uh, but I know someone there. And so I had to be careful just out of respect of what, I, you know, people say, oh, I'm going to this thing. And the rumors are this, that I didn't really mention it. But it's now public that Ford has asked 3000 of their dealers to invest up to a million dollars each in upgrades to sell EVs, if they want to sell EVs. Now, Ford can't tell their dealerships what to do the because of the dealership laws and because of the dealership contracts, which must be you know as thick as a phone book. But still, the only tool they've really got in their, their toolkit, if you're Ford, is to say, well, we can withhold supply from you. So if you want to be selling electric vehicles because your buyers want to buy electric vehicles, well, then you've got to hit these criteria. And if not... We'll give you no supply. You can sell combustion Fords. So what are they doing? Well, Ford is offering its dealers the option to become EV certified. And there's two programs. Uh, and you can choose which one you want. Uh, there's the investments of between half a million and 1.2 million to put chargers into the dealerships in the higher tier, which carries the upfront costs, uh, you know, like a million dollars or so, some a little bit more, a little bit less per dealership. Uh, that's the elite certification. Now, if you are elite certified, so you tick Ford's box, you're a Ford dealer, and you put in all the DC fast chargers they want you to put in at your dealership. And remember, these are fan franchise businesses. They're private businesses it's a huge investment to make, then you'll be elite certified. And if you are elite certified, you have the pick of the Fords to sell. So you can put an order in for, you know, 50 Ford F-150 Lightnings, and you'll get them because you are elite certified. If you are not, then you get a limited amount of Fords to sell, or you can choose not to sell electric Fords and not to put the charges into your dealerships, and then you won't get any. And people will walk into your dealership, and if they want a a combustion Mustang, you can sell them that, but otherwise, you know, and a, and a, a normal Ford F-150, but nothing electric. They just won't supply you with electric vehicles from the manufacturer. And the dealers only have until the end of October to make that decision, because it's a huge amount of money to spend, isn't it? It's an effort to elevate Ford's dealers. As the company grows sales across its commercial and traditional, uh, traditional businesses as well, Ford plans to sell EVs um, have been a point of contention since the company split off its EV business earlier this year into a division known as Model E. Now, according to CNBC.com, they write, Farley said the automaker and its dealers needed to lower costs, increase profits, and deliver better and more consistent 
customer sales experiences. Around 90% of the upfront investment costs are expected to be for installation of EV chargers, like DC fast chargers. They can cost 300 grand or more. Only a few dozen of Ford's 3,000 dealers currently have high-speed chargers. Aside from the investments, says CNBC, dealers who opt into the EV program abide by five standards. Uh, And this is what they will agree. Clear and non-negotiable pricing. Charging investment. Employee training. Improved vehicle purchasing and ownership experience. And digitally and in person. And the key there is that they must install DC fast chargers. Now, this is, I think... It got reported. But what got reported more today was the fixed pricing, which I think for a lot of customers will be welcome. How does this work? Well, the dealership can fix the price of what they want. They're not so that it's not a Tesla model. It's not like buying an iPhone where that's the price you pay that somebody anywhere in the country pays. So the dealership can set the price of the vehicle. So one dealership in California can set the price at $60,000 for a vehicle and a dealership the other side of the country, you know, Florida dealership can say, well, we are going to price that at $55,000 for that same car. And that price will then be advertised. It's fixed and it's advertised nationally on Ford's website. And you can click buy now on the website. And so that's the price the dealer puts up. They will include all of the various things that they want to include with it, uh, which might be you know, a third party paint protection. It might be a an add-on window, you know, sort of, sort of uh, you know, you can put the coating on it and stuff. Like, dealership always upsell you, right? And that's that's fine. Or you can say, no, thank you. They'll list all the things they've done to the car, or it might be stock, and then they say, here's the price. And then you hit buy, you get the vehicle delivered to you in your driveway. You never have to set foot in that dealership if you don't want to, or you can. You can go in, have a chat, have a coffee, learn about the car, find out about the vehicle, but it'll be a fixed price. The dealership sets the price, but there's no haggle. And I think for many people, that'll be popular. And for others who want to get the best deal, it won't be. But I can see that's the way things are going. But more importantly, what hasn't been reported as as much is Ford's insistence on putting in DC fast charges at their dealerships. Now, if you look at the stats, you know, there's a there's a Ford dealer within something like 50 miles of every house in America. There's, there's 3,000 of them across the country. And by creating a Ford DC fast charging network, if the hardware is good, if it always works and it's at a decent price, people will head to them. Like people head to Tesla superchargers because Tesla superchargers are brilliant. Like if you're a Tesla driver, I would be bummed that everyone's going to get to use them soon because they're great and they always work and they're in great locations. And there's a bazillion of them at each location. And what I think might be happening here, and I hope I'm right, is I think Ford... Not so quietly, but because they, they announced it. But I don't think it has. I don't think the implications have been picked up picked up by the media that reported it. Is that what could be happening here? Is you imagine of those three thousand dealerships, say two thirds say, yeah, we we're going to sell EVs, and I can imagine the smaller ones saying, well, we haven't got a million dollars spare to put the charge in. That's two thousand locations with multiple DC fast chargers, branded Ford hopefully in a good location, available, not locked away at night when the gates close, etc., etc., but available for you to use. Now, there's two good things about this for Ford. Firstly, it makes them on the side of the driver, like, hey, we've got DC fast chargers for you, the big blue oval. Uh, you turn up, you're like, oh, oh, thanks, Ford, that's great. You know, you've got to pay for it, but still. The other thing, if you stop to charge at one of those dealerships for 20 minutes to half an hour, 
and and you have smart, well-trained salesmen and women, you're going to sell a lot more cars. Because if someone pulls in with an EV that they they like, but they're not entirely satisfied with, or they've heard about the F-150 Lightning, well, look, you stop to charge. And if you're a good salesperson, not pushy or slimy, or you know, because those ones deserve to to go the way of the dinosaur. But generally, sales people, if they want to make money, have to be good at their job. I think dealers get a tough rap as well sometimes, and sometimes deserved. And if they're good, they'll walk out. Hey, how are you? Just a reminder, we've got some restrooms. If you want, no worries. We've got a coffee machine. Feel free. And, oh, we've got one of the new lightnings in the showroom. Feel free to have a look around. I'll just be in there if you've got any questions. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about kind of an approach that I would like. Not pushy, not selly, but I think it's very smart. Really, really smart move by Ford. But Ford aren't spending the money. So are they. They're asking their dealerships to spend the money. That's the huge news today. What do you think of it? Would love to hear from you. You can email me hello at evnewsdaily.com to feedback on that story and anything else we talk about today. Now, let's talk Renault 5, the EV. A mule car has been spotted for the very first time. Renault reviving that Renault 4 and the 5 name. It was in a Renault Clio body, but... It's definitely a Renault 5 mule that they have driving around because although it arrives in 2024 and not to actually replace the current Renault Zoe, and it most likely won't be Renault's smallest electric offering either, there will be a Renault version, there'll be a hot Alpine version, and you know 215 horsepower, probably a single motor, maybe a dual motor in the Alpine, uh, that would be incredibly hot hatch territory in a little Renault 5. Like I say, testing in a... Um, uh, it, I would call it the Renault 5. I think my US listeners would call it the Renault Le Car. I think it was sold there. Either way, brilliant. Now, SAIC, the Chinese company that owns MG, yesterday announcing the MG Mulan. Now, in Europe, we'll call it the MG4, but in China, it's the MG Mulan. The MG4 here starts at £26,000 for the base spec, goes up to 32000 You get a lot for your money, by the way. In China, it starts at the equivalent of US dollars uh, sorry, eighteen thousand US dollars um, after incentives, but it's always difficult doing those conversions. But either way, in China they've got more options than we're going to get over here. There are four options, three of which are rear-wheel drive, and there's a four-wheel drive dual motor. Now, when they announced the MG4 for Europe, they went, "Oh, there's going to be an all-wheel drive version coming next year," but we can't tell you about it. Well, as it's on sale in China right now, as of today, these will be the specs. So, single. Motor versions have 150 kilowatts of power. The dual motor version that's gone on sale of the MG Mulan in China has 315 kilowatts of power, 600 newton meters of torque, and goes 0 to 62 miles an hour in 3.8 seconds. That is supercar beating in an MG. Now, this is the all-wheel drive version, which MG of Europe and MG UK said, oh, well, there might be one next year. We'll tell you more. Well, look, these are definitely the specs because this is the car that you can now buy in China. Um, so the cheap one, the single motor, l- standard range comes with an LFP battery, 51 kilowatt hours. The all-wheel drive and the long-range version, which we can get, is 64 kilowatt hours. In Germany, it starts at 32,000 euros. Over here, it starts about 26,000 pounds. And I'm really super impressed with that vehicle. But hell's bells, give me an all-wheel drive version of that in what is possibly one of the ultimate wolf in sheep's 
clothing. Wow. Teva are next in the news. Teva is a truck company that I've interviewed on this podcast before, and they've now started assembly of their electric trucks. 7.5 ton electric trucks rolling off the assembly line in Tilbury in Essex, the first of a series of EVs from Teva up to 12 tonnes, which will include hydrogen as well. They're getting behind hydrogen, I think, as a range extender. And and that's all well and good, but you can't fill it up. I think there's now one hydrogen filling station operational. I think they've been just gradually over the summer falling by the wayside and not working. I believe, like, there is a map. There's a, if you Google, Google it, you can see how many there are operational. There's like 12 built in the country and so many out of order. I think it's one place in the UK you can get hydrogen now. And, um, unless they've fixed the others. So it's all well and good that trucking companies are like, oh, hydrogen, yeah, it's the future. It's not. You can't put any damn hydrogen in the things. Now, Volvo's parent company, Geely, unveiling their charging company, uh, uh, the latest charging technology, 600 kilowatts. What? 600 kilowatt EV charging unveiled by Geely, adding 300 kilometers of range in five minutes. Uh, they have been working with StoreDot, backed by Volvo, a Geely company. Currently, only the Zero One Zika. So the Zika Zero One uh, is going to be able to charge at that crazy fast speed. They're using CATL's new Kirin battery, which again is deeply impressive. And uh, Xpeng, another company, demonstrating their 480 kilowatt charges. I've told you about recently. Moving on, Volkswagen is going to drop a model from its lineup to make way for EVs. In America, they're going to drop the Arteon. Very similar, I think, the Arteon to something like the Passat, uh, but they're going to get rid of the Arteon. They might keep it in Europe, I'm not sure, but they're going to drop the Arteon in the in, in America to replace by the ID Aero. The ID Aero will be a global car, starts to be sold in China, and then in the US, and then in Europe as well. The ID Aero will be the third all-electric ID car available in the United States, uh, following the ID 4, which will be made in Chattanooga. Opel slash Vauxhall is going to identify their electric vehicles in the future with a sub-brand, calling it GSE. Now, that's going to be a new range-topping sub-brand. Now, GSE, used by Opel Vauxhall, used to stand for Grand Sport Einspritzung, which is Grand Sport Injection in combustion language. Now, GSE, uh, they say, will stand for Grand Sport Electric. They describe these vehicles as autobahn-proof. And that's the name that they will give to their future EVs. Of course, they've got loads on sale under the Opel slash Vauxhall badging, uh, whether that is the Corsa E, the Zafira E, the Combo E, the Movano E. They're going to have the Astra all-electric as well and more. 12 of them by 2025, uh, 2024, I think that one. Uh, Tesla's Pack is getting better all the time. Tesla have updated the Pack specs, and they're now squeezing more energy inside the same footprint up Dating their configurator recently, it's now 50% more energy capacity in a single mega pack. But the battery system itself is a little bit heavier. That tells me this could be an LFP change of chemistry. So it's got heavier, but it's and it has got, inside the casing got bigger. Um, but uh, also the actual energy density of the cells has gone down. So mm, I'm wondering that if that is... LFP cells going into the mega pack. If you don't know, don't know what mega pack is, by the way, it costs two point four million dollars for a single one. But 
But if you'd like to buy 10 of them or more, they'll give you a discount, and it's only $19 million、uh, for all 10. So I-, I might order some of those. Now, Terawatt is a builder of commercial EV charging hubs, which I don't think I- I've reported much on, on this podcast before. Terawatt just raised a billion dollars from institutional. Investors. What? <laughs> like out of nowhere?、Um, not obviously not out of nowhere because they're a big company, but I don't really, they weren't really on my radar. <laughs> I kind of read, oh yeah, a charging company raised a billion dollars in capital.、Um, that to me says they're on a massive march forward. They are acquiring land in strategic locations for truck stops. Hey, my friends, this is happening and people are working on this stuff in the background EVs, EV trucking, EV planes, EV boats. It's all coming. And the people that don't realize it are going to get the shock of their life if they still love their diesels in about 10 years' time. Because these EVs are going to be so good and so ubiquitous. It's amazing. Right.、Uh, final one a company we have talked about, final story UFO Drive.、Uh, they do. Uh, rental, EV rental, have now opened up at Frankfurt Airport's Terminal 1. You can rent an EV anytime you open up the UFO Drive app and you can pick up the vehicle. UFO Drive's fleet of EVs available in nine countries now and 21 locations globally, expanding to the US earlier this year、uh, with $19 million, in, $19 million in fundraising earlier this year for their expansion. That's great. Good luck to the team there. I've met a few of the guys actually over the years at things like the Move conferences that I've hosted and.、Um, They seem, I've not interviewed them on the podcast,、uh, but they seem super switched on with a really clear focus on their business.、So、I wish them all the best. Right, question of the week is taking a break for a while, but it will return. And thanks to our premium partners of the podcast, Phil Roberts of Electric Future. Thank you very much, Phil. Always appreciated. Brad Crosby, who supported the show longer than most. Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. Porsche of the village in Cincinnati and Audi of Cincinnati East. National car charging are on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley from the EV Review Island YouTube channel. Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe, they make global public charging simple with one map and one app. And milbrookcottages.co.uk, five star luxury cottages in Devon where you can jump in the hot tub. While your EV charges. Have a good one, see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self charging hybrid.